there, and welcome to Everpals. Hey there. Hey, welcome folks. to Everpals. How you doing? I'm doing great. I actually took a nap today. Today's your Friday, right? Today is my Friday. I wore my Friday Crocs to work and uh, came home, and you told me that I should sleep till noon. You, you wear Crocs and, to work, like, the, with the holes in them and everything? Uh, yeah, so my sister-in-law is really into Crocs for whatever reason and bought me a pair. You know, the whole uh, nurse um, persona of wearing Crocs. Okay. Um, and so now I only wear them on my Friday, though, but it's become a staple at my work where uh, if you see me wearing my Crocs, uh, you know it's my, my last day for the week. So. All right, so like a little party shoes, huh? Yeah, basically, yeah. And I can put my fucking clown nose on, too, now. So. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. I got to get some Friday shoes. I have, to, I have to find out some Friday shoes when I do uh, my last lecture. Today's my last lecture for the week. Uh, I got lab tomorrow, but yeah, I would be wearing my Friday shoes. We talked about it. You know, I started talking at 8 a.m. this morning, talking on microbiology, and then finished around 1.30, and then with biology, and then we'll do a podcast following. So if my voice sounds a little scratchy, you know, mediocre podcast. Right. We'll, we'll go with it. Hey, I was going to tell you, you should start off a little small, uh, maybe with uh, like a Friday socks. Ooh. But Something if I'm fancy. on Zoom, how, how are they going to see the socks if I'm on Zoom? I mean, shoes too. Well, wait a second. Well, yeah, are you you're on Zoom? Do you even wear pants to work? I do, and I, I wear the dress pants. It's 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 oh, a you get it's kind of like get into the to the to the role of a teacher. So like I dress up, but I'm not wearing shoes right now. I didn't wear shoes today for the students. Calm and collected. Look at you. But yeah, I wear pants. Just you never know. Like I might stand up for a reason and forget, and then the students get a nice little show, and then I'm fired. You know, so yeah. Next thing you know, you're risky business. <laughs> exactly. What else we got going uh, on today? Well, speaking of risky business, we've oh. got the riskiest of all business with us right now. Uh, the return of Vemi. Hello, everyone. Ooh, poking Razor a little bit there. Um, but yeah, Vemi, also known as Kara or Vem or Tessitura or what else? Is that everything? That's everything That's I play everything. on a regular basis. Yeah, but... <clears throat> Most of our them friends in our them. guild know you, uh, know you as Kara, our nice Shadow Tank. Shadow Knight Tank, sorry. The best Shadow Knight Tank. Yes, for sure. <laughs> right um, up there yeah. with Laurent. Oh, yes. Um, Laurent, I like him. Uh, he's over in Mess now, I believe, right? Is he a mess? Sure, he's a mess. I think so, yeah. Cannot confirm nor deny, but I do believe he is a mess, so perfect. Um, <clears throat> so I, uh, my birthday's coming up this week. I wanted to mention that, uh, Sunday's the birthday. Oh, we got a little bit of, uh, we got speeders no, down I, here. I edited speaker. that out. See, you know, I edited it out. I muted my mic so nobody would hear it, but. Oh, I had to bring it up on the podcast though. <laughs> but, but you being the mediocre, um, uh, co-podcaster brought it down. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I, I try to be good about that. I, I live, uh, right down the street from wafers home or also known as a nursing home. Um, and there's like a frequency of uh, fire trucks that go down there. But anyway, before you interrupt it, go ahead. I was just saying that. <laughs> I was just saying that my birthday's this weekend and we got a couple hol holidays coming up. Um, we have uh, Valentine's Day and uh, seeing if you got any plans for you and your family for the the holiday. For For me? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, my wife already told me. She was like, do you just want to skip Valentine's Day this year? 
And I was like, sure. Because, you know, it's one less thing for me to have to go out and get. Right. Um, we, I think she said she has a card for me, so I, I still have to go and get a card. And I'll probably mm-hmm. still get, like, a box of chocolates or something. Yeah, some flowers or whatever, right? Yeah, but her birthday is actually a week after. It's on the 21st. So um, it's a very busy time of year for me. So I have Valentine's Day, then I have her birthday, and then March 11th is my anniversary. So it's all kind oh, of wow, fun. Yeah. yeah. It's very similar to mine where my anniversary is in January and then birthday, Valentine's as well. Yeah, so, so it's a busy time of year. Um, try to come up with nice little gifts to give. Um, maybe I'll give her one of the chronos. Um, that were was donated to us. We can talk about that in a little bit. Maybe we'll give her one oh, of those. Absolutely. You think she'd like that? Probably not. Uh, I don't think she'd uh, know what to spend it on. No. They're green and shiny, like a gemstone. So they are. I'll, I'll bring it up to her and check her reaction. Um, for for uh, my birthday, I'm gonna be working, but uh, I'm thinking about going to a, a nice dinner place. You know, do like a birthday slash Valentine's combo dinner or something. Yeah. But uh, we'll like we'll have to cheese see. or something. Well, <laughs> that's you and Lambeck. That's not yeah, for Lambeck me. and I are gonna go check a cheese. Um, but speaking of Valentine's Day, did you notice what happened when you logged into EverQuest? We had a little pop up there. Oh, yeah, that was a couple of days ago. So I know you've been away for a while and haven't logged in. But, yeah, we get a little uh, Rosalie Mar uh, day. The Rosalie Mar day. Rosalie Mar, is that how it's pronounced? Uh, yeah, that's how I would say it. Yeah. I think it might be Eero Rosimar. You know, yeah. the Eero. Is, is love in Latin or whatever? Yeah, or Greek. I don't know. <laughs> oh, boy. One of those foreign languages. Exactly. Um do you do you know any of the um, any of the events or anything you can do, Kara? I've seen people go in the guild getting the achievements. Uh, it looks like you deliver love letters and you get AAs. And if you do, I think Nariak and Halus have separate um, quest lines. And once you've done them all. You unlock some interesting nimbuses and things like that. Uh, no experience pots or anything like that? Uh, I can't remember who was talking about it, but they didn't mention that. So, Drats. Yeah, I know. Those are my favorite. Yeah, those are my favorite as well. Yeah, did we you did guys happen to look at the uh, Daybreak store, at the items that they put in there? No, but now I'm going to. You guys, I guess, are probably both logged in, so you're able yeah, to see. Oh, we get a heart shield, um, mm-hmm. a little shooting heart. Awesome. Um, These will go can, well uh, with uh, Vem's primary that she replaced. I think that'd be really nice. Would she replace with well, her she primary? She had this uh, that totem from, where was it? Where was it from? Uh, the Old Man Mackenzie Vox Raid. Yeah, the Old Man mm-hmm. Mackenzie Vox Raid. She got the primary. Um, it looked like a butt plug. And so I oh, think, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think this would, would go really nicely. Some of these things would go really nicely with that primary that she looted. Yeah, they, uh, one is a, uh, a bouquet of flowers. A box of chocolate. With. What do you do with that? You'll never know what kind of treats you'll find inside. Is this a, a, an homage to Forrest, Forrest Gump? Gump? Yeah, totally. Oh, dude, they have like a rose. You can like literally beat people with a rose. So I got a rose the other day. I haven't given it to anybody. It's been just chilling in my backpack waiting for a special moment. It's Lady's Mantle. And I and I looted it from somewhere and it's a single red rose. 
Oh, really? Maybe I'll maybe I'll parcel it to you on Valentine's Day. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I know. I see the Nemesis. Do you own any of the Nemesis at all, uh, Yarnix? I don't own shit. Um, <laughs> I don't buy anything from the Daybreak store. I know, like you know, I probably should to get back to the game, but the Nimbuses. Can you remind me what those are? Uh, it looks like um, particle effects around you. Um, oh, right. Remember, I play with old character models, and so you know these kind of expensive graphics are lost on me. Do you, do you not get the Nimbuses on the old character models? I, I get a few things. Like I know that uh, Vem, uh, some people like Vem especially has um some ornamentation models like especially like a sword i can mm -hmm. see that i can see those things i can see like the rainbow color sword that vim has but i do also have particle effects turned off except for my own just because it's too distracting for me and i'm like yeah yeah your adhd goes off the hinges something my asperger's or something i don't know what it is but <laughs> something is just triggered by this sea of colors in front of, i can't even see the mob anymore so I think if I upgrade my computer, uh, maybe I'll start turning those kind of things on. But as it is now, my computer is, I think, six years old, my laptop. So it's starting to decline in its speed. Um, Are you in any way worried about uh, the 64-bit not being able to run it like appropriately? or? Well, actually, I think that might help because I played WoW, and I played that with you know even kind of more graphics. But I think WoW is 64-bit. I think it's going to actually help me rather than hurt oh, me. Good. Yeah, so we'll, um, we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. Vemi, are you excited about the 64-bit the here? Uh, yeah, I think it'll smooth out rating a lot and make it so that the guild lobby doesn't lag like crazy. Yeah, you know, I, I was... problems in guild lobby. I, yeah, I was shocked. So on some of my computers, um, when I, like, load in... The guild lobby is not, it's like laggy, but it's, it's not, um, it's not like obscene in any way, you know, like I don't get like any like graphical errors, but on my, my nice computer with my really nice graphics card, I get like really bad, like, um, server lag and it looks like the, the graphics aren't fully loading in and yeah, it stresses me out a little hmm. bit. I also get that. All that yes. money spent. Well, be nice. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, all that money spent. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, cool. So uh, we were just talking prior to uh, getting on here, and I told uh, Vemi to save her thought there. Um, we were talking about the Overseer again. Right. Yep. And we, what were you saying there? Vemi, go ahead and repeat what you're telling us. Oh, well, I, I read on the forums that you get more Merc experience from choosing the regular experience option than you do from choosing mercenary experience options. And that happens at least until you hit level 100. So for all you guys that are hanging on a Mangler with us, if you're trying to get experience for your, your Mercs, you should uh, just click character experience for a couple more expansions. You don't want to lose out on any of that important Merc experience. But you said you were you were choosing the Tetradrachms or whatever, right? Uh, yeah, there's that. The, I'm, I'm an absolute fool for ornaments. I got way too many of them. And there's that awesome set of armor that it's like 
maybe tinker looking. It's got lights on it. It's got glowy bits. You know, that's the same armor you get from, well, it's a little bit different, but it's the same armor you get from the uh, Tipsy Gnome Race, right? Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, so when you do the Tipsy Gnome Race, I don't know if you've ever done it. Um, I did it for the first time. I've seen it pop up for the last, like, four years, but um, I did it for the first time last year around March when they do the anniversary stuff. And um, you go through, and when you get to unrest, you run all the way down to the basement. Um, if you have one of your higher-level characters over there, it's pretty easy to get down there. But uh, you get down there, and you hail the... Uh, the NPC down there and he'll give you an ornament. You get to pick head, chest, legs, arms, whatever, and chain, silk, leather, whatever you want. And it's the same kind of uh, uh, gnome ornamentation, tinkering armor uh, design. So it's pretty cool. Cool. Yeah, I'll definitely be doing that a bit um, come March. Have either of you seen the movie The Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, yes. Personal favorite. I'm envisioning Electro. I think it was his name. Uh, What was his name? The one that had the lights and drove the car? I think it was Electro. Electro. So I'm I'm envisioning the the, uh, armor looking like like this, like spikes with lights and all this fancy stuff. Uh, Am I wrong? Is it not like that? It looks like um, an old deep sea diver from the navy yeah um like a like a big oxygen tank ha- okay. helmet you know and a light on its head um yeah yeah i'm gonna have to see this armor and see if i can look at it with the old models turned on with the added fun that as you go down from plate to chain to leather to cloth it's like they care less about your survival in that deep sea diving no <laughs> right, right 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 yeah so i would just um, be cloth only we totally forgot to mention, Yarnax, today is a very special day. Yeah. This is a very special episode. Okay. We've What's hit number, number 30. This is number 30. Yeah. Um, so when we started, I, I had no idea if we go beyond like four or five episodes. Um, but we're hitting number 30 and people are still listening to us. So they're not totally tired of us. Uh, we, we, we drop an episode and within a couple of days, like, you know, 30 or 40 people have already listened to it. It's really exciting. Uh, that people are kind of waiting for episodes to come out. Yeah, we, I mean, when we started, I think we both decided that this was just going to be something that we did for fun as a, like a cool hobby or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the fact that we got people that are excited to hear the next episode now, um, yeah. people that are reaching out and, and talking about, you know, hey, I want to be a guest or whatever the case may be. That's that's really cool for us. And then, um, I don't know, you don't listen to the other EverQuest podcasts, but I don't. No, um, I, don't. I should, but I don't. Be- besides the um, Forever Quest crew, um, I think we're the only like other active. Oh, kind of podcast that are yeah. Re- I mean, I listened to content. Forever Quest for a little bit. Um, that was the one that you went on, right? Correct. Yeah, and so I listened, especially to that episode, and I listened to a couple more, and I really liked them. Uh, it was really nice, but I just didn't have time to to continue listening. Um, I know there was one uh, podcast that had a lot of people in, like in the developer side of things. I'm trying to remember the name of it. They have like a robot as their icon. Um, oh, uh, a very loving robot. That's the the dev that used to be part of. Oh, that's why he knows everybody. That's why he gets all those people on. Okay, I was like, what are we doing wrong where we don't have all these developers and and GMs and all that kind of stuff on our podcast? But yeah, that makes sense now. 
he um he just recently did one with um the art designer um cool schmitz i believe his name was yeah i would like to know um, about the paintings in every quest like how did you come across all these different paintings and what did they all mean uh well you ever see those like really like crappy doodles they look like somebody drew with pencil or whatever yeah. uh those were all done by him so uh, but he was the one they told him like hey this we're gonna have uh, a zone and it's full of like walking lizards um show us what you got and that's how he, like hmm. we got lizard men he's the one that drew the lizard men you know right. and, cool. and his from his mind onto the computer so right so his mind yeah, generated everything we see that's basically cool. yeah he was the, the number one art designer he also worked at he's not you guys should go listen to the episode but he also said he worked on like ren and stimpy and like okay yeah other other like cartoon tv shows and stuff so that's really interesting cool. cool uh yeah it's from well i don't listen to the podcast i watch his vods on twitch mm-hmm. and he i can't remember the guy's name now he had on the guy who designed the gak dungeon specifically lower gak i think and i remember me and my friends would obsess over what did the weird gapy mouth things on the walls mean all oh, right yeah. if you know you yes. know those on the curse side and they don't mean anything it's just a design he came up with oh they're not elaborate and, glory holes or anything you know, <laughs> that, that would have been far more interesting right I was with teeth. I really liked that episode uh, because Guck was one of the what most popular zones. Even now, it's a sure. it's a great place to be. Yeah, and uh, I believe they were saying that like Upper Guck and Lower Guck were supposed to be all one zone. Was it just too big? They couldn't. Basically, I think that's what they said. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong there, Vemi. Yeah, I do believe that was the case. And so I was trying to, I was thinking like, holy crap, could you imagine? So how big Guck is, uh, live side and dead side. Mm-hmm. Imagine that being one big dungeon. I mean, that's really cool. But like, it's like, why didn't they, I guess if they were also thinking about like, like soul A and soul B, but those are completely different places. Right. Um, or do you have they to connect. go, do you have to go, oh man, it's been so long since I played any classic stuff. You have to go through Soul A to get to Soul B, or can you get to them individually? You can get to Soul B individually. Yeah, I thought so. That's what I thought. Okay. Um, but is there any other kind of zone like that that you can think of in Classic that you think, like, it's split because it was too large? Hmm. Because, like, you know, what's so special about Froglocks? Not that Froglocks aren't cool, but it's like, um, you know, they're kind of a inconsequential kind of race of monsters or, you know, enemies that we face where... Um, anyway, I'm sorry. I just kind of went off into a little tangent there. Well, maybe you should listen to the episode. I might. Yeah, I might do that. Actually, that was that was a really good episode. Uh, I I would recommend it. It's um the uh, a very loving robot. He you can listen to his vods on Twitch, um, and watch him talk to the people live. Or some of his stuff gets posted um on Spotify and on YouTube. Uh, you'll see often see it getting posted on the EverQuest subreddit as well. So go ahead and try to find the Guck episode or the one with the developer for Guck. Yeah. And I we, can find, if you guys really want to know, hop into Discord and I'll definitely uh, figure out who the guy was so you can listen to him. Because <laughs> I don't have the name right now. But um, 
it, there's a bit of a lore tie-in to this ear ear event. Um, the the froglocks are one of her joint creations. All right, wasn't it froglocks and barbarians? Uh, I think she and Nathaniel Mark or Nathaniel Mark created the barbarians. Um, Go ahead. uh, Okay. This is, (laughs) this is digging a bit into my brain, but, um, Erosimar was captured by the trolls. It was one of the evil races and, um, that worship Kazakh Thule and Moral Moral Thule, okay. uh, son of Kazakh Thule and Quelius. Yeah, work that oh. out in your brain. <laughs> um, Moral Thule came and saved her, and be- somehow through the magic of EverQuest lore, impregnated her, and that created the Froglocks. Whoa. Uh, the the artwork for Quellius is like looks like a little kid, so that's kind of gross. Uh, yeah, it is. in In the books or in game lore books, it sort of describes that um, there's a lot of different ways gods can reproduce, and none of them involve like intercourse. Yeah, um, it m- m- like. Uh, Kazakhstu and Quelios are so opposed to each other and so focused on opposing to each other that they uh, spawned Moral Thule and Terrastool. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've nobody killed Terrastool um, in Planes of Power, but Moral Thule, have, have they made an appearance? Well, oh. It's a great thing that you bring that up because guess what I was doing last night? Uh, not working. And <laughs> totally... Uh, looking it ahead of Underfoot to the House of Thule. Oh, right. Uh, Thule. Is, okay. Yeah. And, um, he, Kara, you're going to be my lore uh, corrector here, but from what I read, um, the gods are, like, falling into a deep coma, and uh, nobody can wake them up. And so everybody's like, huh, something must be wrong in the realm of dreams. So let's all go find out what's wrong in the realm of dreams. And the Terrace, Kazakh, and Morel, Thule are, are all fighting, and the whole expansion is us hopping over to their house and uh, breaking up the fight, uh, for and lack getting, of better words. And getting loot. And getting loot. Yeah. And getting um, loot. Well, they're not fighting. Uh, I don't want to drop a, a lot of spoilers since there's people in Mangler that are maybe going into it for the first time. They, but... they don't listen to this podcast. It's okay. Drop the spoilers. I want to know. <laughs> Those people don't. Uh, okay, I'll drop the spoilers. Uh, Kazakh Thule is in, in a coma. He was the first god to fall into the coma. And um, Terrastool comes to you for help, basically. Because she's she knows she's next. And... Um, Kazakh is sending Moral Thule horrible nightmares because he's trying to get Moral Thule to help him, but the the nightmares are driving Moral Thule insane, so you have to go into the dreamscape to untwist things and find out what is 
causing uh, the comas, basically. Is it having you look at the Veil of Alaris? Well, that's the next expansion, and yes, it it is very linked to the Veil of Alaris. I did see a my... video, which if I find, I'll, I'll link to the Everpals Discord. There's a video, and it's like maybe two minutes long, and it explains House of Thule. And explains Veil of Alaris. And I watch those and I have two minutes worth of lore information. And I feel like I'm a somewhat of an expert now. Now you're a lore expert. Look at you. <laughs> but what no, do we I, need Vimy for? Yeah, I mean, Vimy did a nice explanation of those. But uh, these have rudimentary uh, cartoons and uh, they focus on us getting loot also, which is some people, they don't care about lore. They just care about the loot. I, I'm kind of balanced. I, I kind of like at least knowing why we're doing something aside from the loot. Uh, I just like loot. But, oh, so I think we we were going to talk about, um, or maybe we weren't, maybe we already did, and I'm having some kind of weird memory lapse, where we're talking about Omens of War, Gates of Discord, Omens of War, and our current expansion, Seeds of Destruction, and how they're kind mm-hmm. of linked. Did we talk about that out of podcast or in podcast? I can't remember. I'm not sure. Um, and I'm probably not the person to explain it either, because uh, I didn't really much like the Gates of Discord. And I mean, I liked Omens expansion. But right. I just like I know that you kill Overlord Matamaram, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so they're all really linked. Um, so Gates of Discord, um, there were the uh, the people, the Telosians, I believe. Um, they were like when we went to Inaktua and Okwa um, and things like that. There were two factions of those. What are they called? Um, the Telosians. The, the Discordlings. Little... No, no, no. These are the good guys. Uh, the little, uh, the little small uh, slaves that were walking around. I know what you remember, you're like Nakwafil. Remember Nakwafil? Uh, yes, you're speaking Way gibberish back. to me. Yes, exactly. Um, so the Yunjos or something. Anyway, there's two factions of them, and one got contacted <laughs> by the Discordlings. Yunjos or something. Is that right? Demi. <laughs> uh, the. Are you I... talking about the little tattooed? Uh, yes. Nihil or the whatever they're called. Yes. 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 Um, so there's like two factions of them, one like evil, uh, one good. And we have to like get the um, approval of the good. So we have to remove Nakwafil from Ukwa and they give us access to their uh, grand temple that has been taken over by the Discordlings. That's um, Texfu. Texfu and Takvi. Texfu is the bottom floor. Takvi is the upper floor. Um, and then on the upper floor, they have uh, Zumurum. Um, I can't remember his whole name. But chain guy. To not to not Maram. To not Maram. Uh, not to be confused with Overlord Matamaram. Uh, but the the two expansions are very very closely intertwined, and, and I think even we're supposed to be a single expansion, um, because the to not Maram is more like a lieutenant, where Overlord Matamaram is like a general, um, and he was the Overlord Matamaram was like the general leading the discording discordlings into our realm. Um, but then now in Seeds of Destruction, we get to find out who's even in charge of him. Uh, he's got the, like the Lord of Discord. And so they had the ability to go through time and try to change uh, key events in Norath um, that, and try to change the outcome to create Seed more Discord. Um, and we have to go in our raids and prevent those from happening. Yeah, which I think we talked about a little bit about um, having to go back and, and you get to go back in time. You get to see the 
like the events that you know had a big impact on the history and then you go yeah. ahead and, and try to fix that so but, yeah i really like that aspect we we went to the field of scale we saw the big fights we went to um my favorite was um the furion of a and uh, linus till linus till fight yeah mm -hmm. So yeah, that's. I mean, they put a lot of thought into the events here, and my favorite know, is uh, Rallos, Rallos invading the. Uh, we kind of cheese it. I'm sure it's supposed to be a little more complicated than what we make it, uh, but Rallos um, invading into the plane of Earth, or yeah, the, the Rallos in uh, chambers. But what made me think about this is the other day when we went into Anguish and uh, one grouped Anguish, I was a little bit a part of. Um, thanks for including me, guys. But there was that second to last boss, Archmagus Vangel. Mm -hmm. And if you look, when you're in the Discord Tower, one of the mobs that you fight is Archmagus Vangel. And so there's that little tie-in with um, with the two expansions. Did you ever notice that? I did not. I, didn't, yeah. I don't pay attention. I'm just like, uh, don't fuck this <laughs> uh, raid event up. <laughs> He's in the second to last event uh, with the uh, Madam Marum, uh, or Overlord Marum. Uh, event he's one of the people you fight I, I haven't seen this in person i've only read about it so Vimy, did you notice arch magus vangle does he have the same model uh yeah he's still the minotaur kind of looking sort of thing yeah so it has yeah. to be the same person so it has to be like different timelines that were going into discord because we killed him in in uh, uh of anguish so i'm wondering what's going on there but it's never been explained. Um, I just noticed because I was trying to look up information about the event and um, I couldn't find information about what you call it, the one in anguish. That's where all the lore is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did find something. Talk amongst yourself. I want to find this this article that I was reading. Um, oh, well, real quick. I, I perused the forums quite a bit this week. Oh, and, yeah, um, forum stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I... I saw somebody talk about um, boxing. Now you don't box anymore, uh, no. but Vemi and I do our fair share of, of two and three boxing. Um, and the the topic of conversation was basically, what is the point of doing a true box server? Right? It's to basically prevent people from from running thirty two boxes or whatever their own little mini raid right uh, that you have to have all these these personal computers these laptops or whatever and how uh you know the, you're you're gonna have the same number of accounts whether somebody pays a hundred dollars per laptop or however they're running it but um they were talking about true box is really only a big problem in the beginning and everybody's all for having true box in classic and up to yeah, omens. But after omens, you know, with the server like not being as healthy as launch, um, they figure that you should probably do away with true box and then allow people to box multiple accounts from one computer instead of multiple computers. Right. What do you what do you think about that? Go ahead, Vim. I'll let you if you want. Or I can go ahead. Oh, you go ahead first. Yeah, so I, I did read some of that um, where, uh, let's see, like uh, if people are like roommates or couples and people are getting like kicked off or, you know, if they hit the same key at the same time or that kind of stuff, 
and even people that have a single account are being banned uh, for like you know boxing or anything like that but as far as like when it's okay to start boxing if everything is instanced and it's not a free trade server i think in a free trade server um people can profit from this you know running six or you know 36 uh different accounts and i guess if you find it fun who cares if as long as it's not disrupting anybody um but i mean personally i don't find it fun um i mean try as an experiment throw out a server that has no rules like that and see what happens see if it's something people like i personally probably wouldn't like it um but no, i think it, the problem is they did that with uh which one was, was it silos they dropped two servers at the same time right um and oh, was that Eridun or Rizlona? yeah, yeah. Rizlona was the non-true box Eridun was the true box and people are saying like oh well the the community spoke and everybody picked Aradun over Rizlona yeah um, but now it's flipped it's kind of flipped now yeah now Rizlona um, is the one that's more populated and Aridun. and and it's because once you get deeper into the expansions people you know it's it's hard you want to you have to have your own group you know sort of I run the three boxes. I can run out to wherever I'm going and put a campfire down. Then whenever you guys show up, you know, I can drop mercenaries for you guys. But up until that point, you know, it's it's me being my own little group, you know. Right. Yeah, I don't care if somebody wants to six box or three box with mercs and all that kind of stuff. That doesn't bother me. What would bother me is if the whole community is comprised of boxers and me as a single player, if I, you know, don't fit in or I'm being like forced to box in order to contribute or like groups aren't available. That's the only thing. And obviously now it's not a problem. You know, I have, you know, um, you, Kara and uh, Anigo to group with at any given time, but also have, you know, a, a guild full of people that, you know, if I ask, we can, you know, group together, but you know, Don't I you think, think the community it'd be still a little bit easier to box though. If all you had to do was alt tab on the same screen, like, don't you think you'd be a little bit motivated to just have, like, one extra character that, you know, you don't have to, like, use multiple keyboards, you don't have to use multiple mouses, you don't I have mean, to yeah, download make the it program. easier, but I still wouldn't want to do it. I still want to have another person in the group rather than me being two people. Yeah, you want people to carry you around. That's what you want. Well, I enjoy <laughs> that, too. But I also, like, contribute <laughs> as a, you know, no matter if it's, if it's one, you know, one computer and you're all tabbing or two computers, you're not going to be as effective if you're only playing that one character. No matter, I guess you could be really close, but you'll never be exactly the same because you're always not looking at one character or you're always focused on one character unless you have a program running for you, which I do not agree with programs playing the game for you. Correct. But, I mean, there are people that are extremely talented and unless they told you, you wouldn't know that they're boxing. Um, but that's not the majority of people. Majority of people I see that go beyond uh, one box, uh, it drops off pretty quick. You yeah, know, sometimes their, their ability to play. I don't know if I told you or not. Maybe I told Lamb back. But when some something happens, I, I sometimes I panic and I look down and I just like freeze because I don't know which keyboard to grab or which mouse to grab. Right. Because still not second nature. I didn't run through the whole entire campaign of of mangler server with this setup 
so I'm still kind of like all hands. But uh, I mean, sooner or later it'll become second nature to me, and I, I won't be really all that worried. But um, yeah, if if something out of a, a, a normal situation uh, where you know it's just one easy pull or something like that happens. Uh, yeah, expect me to panic a little bit. <laughs> right. And you can tell that somebody here is not doing their job, and it's most likely pounding. <laughs> most likely pounding. Even when we were boxing you the other night, the only tune that got in trouble uh, was pounding. Yeah. Oh, well, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, me either. But yeah, like I said, a, a one person playing a single character um, is going to be better than that same person playing two or three more characters. Not to say that it's going to ruin the game for me. It's just I would prefer um, a similarly um, abled person, like when I say abled, I mean like ability to play the game, a uh, person on the other side of that character rather than somebody boxing. Or in an ego's case, disabled. Sure. But, <laughs> I, but also like it comes to a point where you don't have enough people to start making up groups and you get forced into boxing. And yeah. I just... It wasn't you know like it wasn't like that so much when I was playing Yarnax and Carl or Yarnax and Slococo, but uh, it made it easier for us, for sure. Oh, for sure. For but sure. Um, now, I, I don't have any intentions. Again, you know, I'm going back to my original statement where I have no intentions of boxing. I'm having too much fun playing the wizard and only the wizard. Uh, I wanted to pick your guys' brain on something else real quick that I read on the forums, and it was people asking you know with the 64 bit they would like a auction house instead of the bazaar they're tired of the bazaar they want an auction house uh now i've never played a game with auction house i've only ever had the bazaar you guys both played wow Uh, yeah i had i had a very uh short duration on there that i got to see the auction house in in you know in progress and how it works but uh, I was wondering what you guys thought about that. Would you guys prefer an auction house type uh, situation on here? Uh, uh, yeah, I would. Uh, to me, I don't. To me personally, I don't think it makes much difference because whenever I use the auction house, I would just buy out whatever the item is, and I never bid it on stuff. The dude, uh, um, I know early on there was no buyout; it was just all bids. So you had to like keep an eye. I think that was right uh, for classic. Where there weren't like buyout prices, is that true, Vim? I don't remember actually. I kind of don't remember buyouts being a thing all the time, but um, yeah, it was time consuming. Try to like, it's like you know, on eBay, like if you're going to eBay and you want to buy something, like you have to like track it and you have to remember that person is going to be like waiting for five seconds to go and bid one copper more than you and win the item. So this is for me. I would rather just have a flat price and go pay it. But if that option's there, then it won't change much. Do you, uh, what do you think the benefits would be, or like the hindrance? Is there any? I just don't think it changes that much. Um, only only if the the buyout option is there. If the buyout option's not there, then it does change a whole lot. Because, um, but remember now the auction house, you had to put in money to deposit uh, before you put an item up. So if you put an item, there's a percentage of that that goes back into the game. So it's another way for the game to do, in the case of WoW, it's a gold dump, uh, where, where the game is consuming your gold uh, for players to exchange items. And EverQuest doesn't do that. There's no, um, 
it's a free trade, right? There's no commission by the bazaar. Mm, yeah. Um, and so it could, I mean, obviously you could have some sort of benefit where, you know, you have to spend money to make money. Um, but I think our EverQuest is already really money heavy. So that could be a different, uh, difficult aspect because, you know, everybody needs money for gear and stuff now. Right. Yeah. And I think what in house of Thule, you can, um, you don't have to go to the bazaar to buy the items. You can have it delivered right to you. Right. For a price. After a certain expansion. I thought it was House of the Wall. I could be wrong. It's, I just checked. It's Reign of Fear. Oh, and that's okay. far away. That's far away. Um, so, yeah, I think something like that. Like, why have to go to this obscure zone uh, right off of Planet Knowledge when you have, like, this whole universe to choose from? Why this one zone was the only place you could do it or pick something up? Now, maybe if you can have it, like, pick up, um, you know, somewhere else or if you have, like, a cooldown where you can say... I want to buy something and then use a cooldown that's like every two or three days and have it delivered right to you. Oh, that would be really cool. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I just, it looked like it was like almost demanded on the forums. And I was like, hmm. I, I, I've not had to use a uh, uh, auction house as frequently as probably you guys have. So I didn't know how desperate it was needed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I use it in the same way I use the bazaar. Um, especially in retail. Well, I, I never put a bid on something and waited for it to sell. And also when I sold stuff, I just put the buyout amount that I wanted and then put it on maximum length and then put the starting bid like really close to my buyout because I, I didn't want, I wanted it to get sold immediately, not take three days to sell on a in incremental auction. That makes sense. Um, did you happen to find what you were looking for or did I distract you too much with no, my... no, I kind of, I kind of did, but it's just really talking about the seeds of destruction, um, lore a little more, um, where they talk about like Lord Brecht, but there's not a lot or Lord Brecht. There's not a lot of information about Lord Brecht. It's just like he happens to be the, the end game, uh, boss, but then it does go on to say like after you finish, uh, Zabuksaruk Chengai um, talks about a, a new assault and let's see, sees of a cryptically of an alabaster tower which will offer salvation of a time of great despair. Vim, do you have any idea what this alabaster tower is referring to? Is it the Discord tower? No, um, so it's like after you've cleared Discord and go back to Chengai and tell him of your success. He tells you about this. No, I don't actually have any idea. Oh, well, I don't have to try to figure that one out. Um, but yeah, they, they talk about like each of the battles. Um, they also talk about the different, um, the high-ranking members of Discord. Um, and some of them, I have to look through, some of them might be uh, found in TACFI as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I haven't been part of that, um, that part of that fight. So eventually I'll stay up late enough to be able to, this, to see that fight in person in the Discord tower. Because I want to see some of the text that happens and also speak to Zerobrook by myself and see what he has to say. You want to go talk to the chain guy, huh? I do. I kind of I like the lore in that way. Um, I like the lore of Plane of Time. It was really cool, like at the end of Plane of Time, um, once you kill Quorum, you have to go to the back and open this cocoon, and inside there's Zerobrook who was imprisoned. And he kind of drags his little gimp leg 
along, whatever he does, limping around. And then he, then Drizzle Row comes down and resets time. I thought it was really cool. And now Drizzle Row is like, please, we need help. I screwed up. I didn't, you know, keep monitoring time. Now these discordalines are all over the place. Help me. So now you need our help. But um, I want to see again if we get into another reset, another mind wipe uh, in the same way or not. At the end, when you kill Lord Brext, what what kind of what kind of things happen? Do you all remember? Uh, the chest arrives, and they open the chest, and then uh-huh. I bid on loot. Oh, okay. Kara, <laughs> help me. Uh, wow, I don't think I was paying much attention either. Oh, see, those are my favorite things. Like when we did the um, the battle of the Wraith Council. There's a talk between I think it's Solaskro. I think Solus Row talks and Drizzle Row and um, I think there was one other god and they kind of there's this long uh, text block. They go back and forth kind of the same way they did in Plane of Time with the yellow text and it's like spaced. I think it's really cool. I kind of like I get really I get really excited and I see those kind of uh, events and things. Events and things and stuff. Events, things and stuff. Yep. And I think we talked about once the city of Dranik. And so the city in Dranik, that's where the Dragorns, that was their city. And uh, Old Bloodfields um, is where the um, invasion of Kua, um, where we have the Discordalians attacking, but they're still like defending their capital city of Dranik. And then if we see in current times, we see the ruined city of Dranik, uh, RCOD. Uh, it's because it's been destroyed in current time. Um, by the Discordalians. But we see it in the past. We see it as the city of Dranic. It's going to be all Dragorns inside because they're still holding out. Um, is... it's, Go ahead. There is Discordlings in there. Oh, it there has are? been taken over. It's before the first rebellion where they uh, slaughtered the Discordlings inside and held out in their city for a, a long period of time until... Uh, someone or something. If you remember, if you've done the bar 2.0, the giant lightning warrior that gets summoned, the Discordling summon that and it destroys the city of Janik and breaks the siege. Well, there you go. See, look at this is actually something that I had no idea about. Both of you guys are blowing my mind because I. I mean, I know some of the lore, but my lore is more classic than anything. And you were talking about the old blood fields and or the, you know, um, blood fields in in omens being a battleground. And I had no idea that was an actual thing. So uh, all the events there are a little foggy to me. (laughs) I spent most of my time in RSS just up there, you know, uh, uh, trying to farm uh, shards or whatever. We had a farm, so. Well, yeah, you see, like in the the Pyrelians, um, and uh, oh, I can't remember the other ones. Gildarians, uh, Gildarians, yeah. They're kind of enslaved by the Discordalians uh, to do their bidding. And remember that uh, fight in Corifax where we have the Portal Master, um, the guy that looks like a Balrog. Uh huh. And you know they they control the portals, which the Discordalians can enter and exit from. So like they're kind of like the gatekeepers. Uh, but huh. they're basically all enslaved by the forces of now we know Lord Brecht. 
So coming up, we're doing underfoot. Are you guys prepared to do the underfoot? Um, no. You know, progression or anything like that? Do you think you're it. ready for it? I'm going to look at it right now. I mean, I I don't want to talk about progression yet because I I, I know I'm just gonna look at it and be like, eh, or oh my god. I'm just excited that uh, we're gonna have to jump down and return to the hole. You know, I really I know you I like really the like hole. Zone. I do things. like the hole. Yeah, <laughs> for other reasons, but I I I am a big fan of the hole. I've, I've I've spent a lot of time leveling there, especially on Mangler server, and it was always a mystery back in the day when you need a rogue to lockpick the door for you. And uh, yeah, you know that's uh, you know now you're gonna just jump off the pit and head down there and and start uh, exploring this new uh, expansion. And I, I'm a little bit excited. I'm excited to be in the underworld. You know. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at group progression. It's like six missions to get into like the upper tier and then four missions in the upper tier. Um, and then this gives you access to all um, group zones. Now we look at rate progression. They had, oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of raids. Okay. They had uh, the spells. I was looking. There's only like four spells per class, which is really nice. So I can finally catch up and and get all my spells that I need. Um, but I'm I'm excited that there's a. They add a couple new things that are not part of the. I don't know if it's the same for you guys as it is for the druid and the beast lord. But every five levels, I'm getting basically the same spells, just a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a couple rank threes that I want. Um, specifically like my level 85 nuke, but it's going to take six. Uh, I have one, I guess five more of the glowing and tropic runes. And it's just like, do I want to, you know, get five more of those runes just to do like an extra 500 damage? I guess that's before modification. So it's going to do a little more damage. Right. I don't know. Maybe. But for Underfoot, it looks like they, they're offering a, a couple new, like, kind of unique, much like the Buried Sea offered some uh, unique, you know, spells to the to the repertoire. Oh, yeah. And uh, I saw that Beast Lords get a spell that you cast on your pet that can um, proc a heal on the target's target. So nice. wh whoever the pet is attacking, it'll heal the, the tank. I was like, that's pretty cool. It it's nice. sad. Absolute garbage. It only lasts one heal. What I thought the it said it lasts for like forty eight minutes and it has like um like a bunch of different timers on it, like like uh, seven hundred and something timers. Really? They must have changed it then. I hope so because what what Car saying is sounds like garbage. What Pogan says sounds like godlike. So it's probably somewhere in between. Maybe it's gonna be the spell. But yeah, well, I have to see how that works out. So I, I, I did post it on the on the Discord um, uh, under the Beastlord channel. So I think we'll see if we get an answer for that. Look at the look at the picture real quick. Uh, friendly pet, it's called, and it says the duration is forty eight minutes and four hundred eighty, or which is four hundred eighty ticks, and then it says six offensive proc casts. That's the max. So six procs, and then. Is that how I'm reading it? Maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. So maybe it does more than one heal, but I mean, if I just click it every little break, I mean, a couple heals on the on the tank on Yukara would be pretty nice. 
So I know you told me not to, but I am looking f looking ahead a little bit for this um, underfoot. And I'm seeing like the first kind of like tier one raids, like the entry level raids. So there's the gear that drops has about almost 1300 mana and it hitch points. So the tier one, the first stuff we get automatically replaces the best that we can get in this current expansion. Amazing. Amazing, that's why, that's but also I'm meaning I might be waiting a little bit to upgrade. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to be the only one ready to take a hit here in this group. That's not true. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to replace stuff. It's just like I'll replace it with OMM gear because that OMM gear is going to be, even the raid stuff will be obsolete pretty quick. So let's try to get as much of that as possible. We're, we're doing those almost on cooldown with uh, the four of us. Uh, or sometimes, you know, one of us isn't around. But at least three of us uh, will do the raids and get gear through that, that way, uh, which is great. And get the bruise as well so we can get... Oh, by the way, uh, Pokin, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Vim got something really nice last night. From what? From bruise. Oh, did you get the red stick finally? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so now Poundin is obsolete. We don't need him anymore. Okay. What? <laughs> Get something else. No, okay. okay. Well, yeah, I'm no sure. You, I'm sure you like that. Having that, it is. It's nice even for two people to have it because you know if one healer dies and they can res the other and whatnot. I'm just messing around. Um, yes. Well, yeah. I'm glad. Uh, Poundin has forty brews right now, and uh, I'm wondering if there's a chance that I will get more brews or it'll drop in our next Vox raid. Um, you know, I think it's going to be Saturday. I think we said I think uh, our next Vox lockout is Saturday. Me... You guys did the math on that. I just accepted. Oh, that means we're wrong. Um, so two days from now and two hours. I don't so, yeah. have any task timers, so that'll be Saturday evening. Saturday around six o'clock. Okay, I can wait that long. Two days. Are we rating that time? Three hours and forty-four minutes. Yeah. Well, we'll have to raid. And well, raid. Me and Poke will be playing D and D. You can come too, Yarnex, if you want. On Saturday, you're not raiding. Mm, no, that's D and D day. <laughs> no, I'll be raiding. We'll, we'll um, be figuring it out. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be Citadel of Wardslayer. I, I want to actually see those things. Oh, nice. I'm glad you're actually going to them. So. Yeah, I like them. I've been, I've been really enjoying the raids. I mean, I like it when, you know, all of my friends are there, but uh, I've made a lot of good friends also with other people with Kith and Kin, and it's been really nice kind of fitting in as far as uh, the raiding style. It's been pretty chill. Uh, haven't had any drama. Uh, there's a little bit of Discord drama, but that got nipped in the bud. But it's it's been a pretty good environment for me personally, and I'm enjoying it. I've been been very welcomed. Um, yeah, it's been a good experience. I'm enjoying did, myself. Did you know the actual phrase is nipped in the bud? Nipped in the bud. Yeah. What did I say? Nip it in the bud? Nipped it in the butt. Oh, I said nipped it in the bud. Oh, like, uh, Andy, like Barney Fife. Well, I know Barney Fife. Got to nip it in the bud. Yep. Um, okay, so before we wrap it up, we have uh, a little bit of a special announcement. We do? Oh, we do. We yeah. do. Do you want uh, to do it or do you want me to do it? Go ahead. 
Well, so hopefully we're talking about the same thing because I'm going to talk about this. Um, so we have a friend of ours from Kith and Kin. Tell me if I'm going in the right direction. Um, You're going in the right direction. Okay. And he was gracious enough to donate uh, five chrono to the podcast. And um, while we'd like to buy all the things in the Daybreak store with these chronos, uh, we're not going to do that. We're going to give it back out to our listeners. That means you, if you are listening, which thank you again for listening. And so uh, be on the lookout. Please join the Discord. Uh, join Instagram, follow us on Instagram. There's going to be details about how you can win one of these wonderful chronos donated by Lambac. Thank you, Lambac, for your generous donation. We're going to pass it forward, uh, pay it forward into our listeners. And um, But yeah, we'll figure out how we're going to distribute these. We are, uh, I've decided already, you don't get a choice. Oh, we're going to do an uh, Instagram giveaway. Um, I will upload the the picture here in the next day or two give a chance for you guys to these listeners to go ahead and, and get the knowledge into their ears you know because uh, everybody listens to an hour-long podcast all at once but some people do um and then on instagram i'm gonna have you guys go ahead and uh you know reply to the the, the post and when you reply to the post that'll be a uh, entry into the giveaway and i'll let it run for what do you think? A couple weeks? Yeah, I think two weeks. Um, so is it going to be like a random choice or are we just going to pick the, yeah, I'll, the, I'll our favorites? Or the, what? I will put all the uh, people who have earned an entry into the giveaway um, in a little a randomizer? internet generator. Yep, randomizer. And then uh, whoever wins will get the five of Chrono. Yeah, just to let you know, you don't have to play on the Mangler server to get the Chrono. If you're playing on Mischief or you're playing on Live, we can always meet you on one of the Live servers and transfer the Chrono to you, and then you can use it. Correct. So, it'll, or we just like be, make a level one character or something somewhere. I have but, no problem doing that. So any yeah. server you are, are available, um, a P99. Sorry, you're, yeah. you might be a little left out on this one, any of those private servers. But, yes, if you're uh, on any of the live servers or TLPs, uh, even test server, I can get on. So uh, let me know if you guys have uh, any questions. You go ahead and, and reach out to us on the Discord. But uh, look out on to our Instagram for the next couple days, and I will be posting the how to win the five chrono so what, for the what giveaway. Picture, what picture are you going to post with this? Have you decided that yet? Uh, it's going to be a picture of um, the chef from Waiting doing the goat. Chef from Waiting doing the goat. Um, maybe oh, a... oh, yeah, I remember <laughs> that guy now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, look at this. All right, yeah, I remember that. Ah, the goat. Yeah, yeah, maybe. No, it'll yeah, be, that'd be pretty good. But no, maybe, maybe you and I can uh, get a picture together at the raid uh, either tonight or Saturday night, and that. Can yeah, there has to be uh, pictures of Telsey. Um, yeah. So maybe we get, maybe if we get cool enough, we can get um, the whole uh, gang from Kith and Ken or the the OG pals that are in Kith and Ken get get the four of us together for a picture. Cool. Do something like that. We'll do something. We've also been talking about kind of loosely trying to figure it out uh, for the new progression server, but like there's no information. But we've been kind of throwing out ways to make it interesting to where uh, the old pals crew. Uh, they're now Kith and Ken, how we can like do something on this new server. Um, so be on the, keep your ears open for any kind of information for that. Um, we, we might look at input and like how to, 
make it a little more interesting for when we start if we, if we start playing there uh, i need again, to hear the server set i need to hear exactly the rule set you need before. to know what it's going to be about because if it's just like a new release like a new mangler it's not going to really do much for me as you can tell by like my research and us talking, we're really excited about Underfoot, excited about House of Thule, excited about uh, Veil of Alaris, all these new expansions that none of us, well, I can't remember. Vem, did you play on these? I played Underfoot group content, House of Thule group content, and then there was some changes in Veil of Alaris that made me quit. <laughs> okay, well, hopefully they don't make you quit again. Um, but, you know, we're, we're, I think we're all looking forward. Like you didn't experience any of the raid stuff. So hopefully uh, this is going to be like really exciting, live up to our expectations. Uh, but yeah, we don't know what that new rule set is, but we'll be keeping an ear out uh, to see what it's going to be. And hopefully it comes out soon. That way we can start talking about it. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, I think this is a great place to wrap it up. Are you queued up to go ahead and uh, close okay. up this podcast? and? I have Dave. just one last word here. Oh, oh, oh. Nope, I'm sorry. We bitch the hour limit. We need no I'm kidding. Um, so some very emotionally charged topics from the forums were mentioned, and I want to say that with things from the forums, it's always citation needed. So you know, people no. don't cite cite their you know I where they get. I take the forums as the um, the underfoot type, the underground, most dramatic, um, barely comprehensible uh, opinions. But I like it. I like it for for gossip, and <laughs> uh, you know, for every one hundred uh, bad ideas and bitching and moaning that you see on the forums, there's a, a couple uh, like-minded individuals on there that share some good information. But uh, yes, if anything you do read on the forums, uh, take it with a grain of salt because there's a lot of morons on there. Yeah, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I don't want people to think that. I share all the personal opinions of the things that were quoted here. Oh, nor nor do we. That's why this is a the mediocre podcast. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, the mediocre of all mediocres. That's right. Only like four people listen to the podcast anyway. So, right. And, and, and I and think it's that, all oh, that's us. So <laughs> anyway, that's gonna be a really easy Corona giveaway, right? But no, be sure and um, check out Instagram. You can find where to find us on Instagram. There'll be a link below in the description of this episode where it says like link.tree, link tree at Everpals. Click on that and then you'll find our uh, Discord. You can find our Instagram, uh, or Twitter, Facebook, all kinds pictures. of places. The find us. Take you to where we go. Yeah. Um, ready for that outro music? I am. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, yeah thanks for coming Anytime. along. Uh, here comes the outro music. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.